Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now, here is Kelly. Well, greetings and salutations. Happy Fry. Yay. Welcome to Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat and welcome. Welcome. If you are new to us, I'm so excited that you're here because we've got so much to talk about today. Happy Friday. Uh, if you don't know me, I do use she, her pronouns. And the whole point of this show is all about all things careers. And that's why on Voice America, we're on the Empowerment Channel because it's all about empowering you. All the things that make you special in your career Take the bull by the horns and own it, right? Just own it, own it, own it, own it. And, you know, sometimes on these shows, we talk about a particular topic. Like last week, we talked about mentorship. And today we have the honor, the absolute pleasure of welcoming Annalyn Cruz. And when I think about the title of our show today, Coach Vibes, it's whenever we have a coach out here doing amazing things, I love to just raise their platform to be able to think about all the things that they've done in their career, the, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, all the things, so that you can walk away with maybe a couple of nuggets, maybe a couple of things to, to live by and be inspired by, because that's what really matters. And if you're new to us, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to warn you, I love acronyms. <laughs> and VIBES actually stands for Voices Inspiring, Bold, and Engaging Stories. And Annalyn Cruz is no different. She will deliver. Because, you know, when I think about Annalyn and when we met, we are both hosts for group coaching. Uh, and we both have this contract and we we show up and we show out. And from the very moment I met Anna Lynn, I said, absolutely, this person's going to be a wonderful, wonderful friend. Because I knew I was going to learn from her. I knew that she was out here doing really awesome things as an ally, as an advocate. And of course, being that it's February and it's Black History Month, I thought it would be important to have somebody on the show who cares about DEI, who cares about making a difference in people's lives as a life coach, trying to transform all the things that people are trying to do in their lives. So Anna Lynn is a podcast host. She's a dog mom to cab. She fiercely <laughs> shares a passion for all things DEI, as I said. And most importantly, guys, it's 10 o'clock here on the East Coast. It's 7 a.m. where she is because Annalyn is joining us from California. Knows hey. how party. <laughs> That's right. Welcome, Bay Area and back down, right? Yes, yes. Hey, Kelly. It's so good to be here. So, 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 so excited about you being here, Annalyn, because you bring the heat. Uh, I, I, you know, I was joking in the preview um, when I was promoting this show that your 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 career is so much on fire that your initials are AC. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and it gave me a good chuckle for sure. 
<laughs> Indeed. Well, as 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 it goes, whenever I have a guest on the show, it's all about asking questions about their career. Uh, and in addition, I don't give any kind of preview. So there's no padded answers. This is live and it's going to be really, really awesome. And I thought about the first question I wanted to ask you. And, you know, because you're so joyous and you show up with so much energy and zeal for life, I thought, what would be a good question? And my first question is, what was the first role that you held in your life, any kind of career? What was your first role that you held that gave you joy? Ooh, that's a good one. And I am going to take it way back in the day to my first administrative assistant job when I was in high school. Okay. I was 16. I was working in an office for the first time. And I worked with such an amazing team that really cared about my growth, cared about my development, and cared about me as a human being. And my boss at the time uh, was this wonderful woman named Gloria who kind of took me under her wing and was just the funniest, most down-to-earth boss you could have, especially as a 16-year-old, not knowing anything about how corporate America works or how education works. And I remember just having so much fun at the job while also learning all of these administrative skills, all of these ways for me to understand what time management was, what the business was about. And it gave me a crash course at a very young age to figure out that what really matters in the workplace is who you're surrounded by and if they care about you and your development. Yes. And I remember just loving being in that environment. I had fun every day while I was at the job. While my other friends in high school were, you know, they were working retail. They didn't like what they were doing. They weren't being treated well. And that particular time in my life has really stuck out with me because that's the type of environment I want to create for other people. I want them to also feel that sense of joy and belonging and feeling included. You know, I felt like I was really a part of that staff and that team. And I was obviously like the youngest one on there, but they never made me feel like I wasn't enough. Mm, That's huge uh, because I I can attest to that sense of belonging that as human beings, we, we want that. We want love. We want security. We want safety. And we also want to belong no matter our age, race, nationality, that feeling of belonging. You know it when you have it, and you know it when you don't. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that story because um, I wasn't as fortunate uh, to, <laughs> mm. to, to have such a, a great environment in terms of the work. Uh, however, where I worked, we certainly had some excellent managers who really were good at developing, and I constantly was getting promoted and and lots of pay raises and such. Uh, However, I I was grilling burgers and (laughs) nothing wrong with that. I still still know how to make a Whopper all these years later. (laughs) You got to teach me somehow. We're going to do that once we meet up in person. Oh boy. Oh boy. So (laughs) Annalyn, if you could just tell us about 
your career journey, like the high level? What's been your career journey? Yeah, I, I see it as two parallel paths. So when I was in college, I went to school at UC Santa Barbara. I was very involved as a student leader. So worked orientation staff, residential life, you know, I was giving campus tours, et cetera. And one of the things that really stood out to me was this idea of how do I help serve others and be a resource for their growth and their development, and again, their sense of belonging at the mm -hmm. university. And I recognized and realized that you could do this as a career. And so I had many amazing student affairs mentors at the university who, again, helped take me under their wing to show me that this is a career path for you. You could help students at the college and university level develop themselves and really grow into leaders outside of the classroom. Because we know mm -hmm. that that's often where we get our leadership skills and figure out who we are, you know, outside of the classroom. And so I went and got my master's degree in student affairs and higher ed, went down that path probably for about 10 to 12 years, really kind of going up the ranks of you know, being a coordinator, becoming an assistant director in different areas of campus life. And I realized while I was at sea, I did semester at sea as a resident director, that I needed a career shift and change. Okay. While I still loved working in higher education, I really wanted to support the staff that were working directly with the students. I wanted to support ah. people like me who were doing and giving so much to the students around us that they often forgot about themselves in the process. So I, my other path was to go into learning and development and work in that space to really help, you know, professional staff members at the university grow their careers figure out who they are outside of perhaps their day-to-day -day, and to give them that support and resources and development that they needed in order to grow as a leader within. Mm. And that was an amazing journey that I continued to do. So I left the university system, went into corporate for five years and worked for an amazing global company um, where I was able to focus on manager and leader development and look at it from a really, you know, big global stance. Like I had never sure. done anything like that before. And, um, you know, and then along the way, I felt as though my spirit and my soul was calling me to do something else, which was to open up my own business and become an entrepreneur. It was something that truly deep within my spirit where I felt like I needed to kind of forge my own path to serve those who I felt like I needed to serve at a closer level to develop, you know, workshops and experiences that were close to my heart and that really was meaningful to me where I could really help shape what it was that I was creating. And so, you know, almost three years later, I still have my business grounded in wisdom and 
you know, it's been such a journey thinking about all of those different steps. And I'm glad you asked me that first question, because now I'm even going back to those days, right? Yeah. And really thinking about the thread throughout my career. But, you know, one thing that I think is the continual thread throughout it is the people, right? It's the human beings who I am trying to, you know, help them see their own light within themselves, you know, to kind of banish the the inner critic, to be able to know that, of course, you are meant to go after your sacred dreams and to be who you want to be in this lifetime. And so I feel very honored and privileged to do the work that I do and to have the coaching clients that I've been so fortunate to have. And it's been a good ride, you know? I love that story. And it's not as though I'm, I'm not being cheesy here, like the old uh, soap opera used to be <laughs> one life to live. We do. We do. We have one life to live. It's and so true. I love the fact that you're out here illuminating that glow within people to help them realize that, yeah, I, I, I can do this. I can realize my potential and go for my dreams and and all of those things. And and it got me thinking with that quest that question I just asked you about those paths that you've taken. You were just mentioning about the fact that you you felt this desire to create your own business. How did you know it wasn't a whim? Because the inner voice within me, call it the universe or call it my own intuition, maybe a combination of everything, it kept getting louder and more Ooh. frequent. Okay. It was not letting me go. Like I tried to stuff it down, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Shh, I don't need that right now. I have a steady job. It's fun. Yeah. It's like, right. Like I kept telling myself, you know, you have it good. Do not walk away from something that's good. And that was sort of the the dilemma that I felt within because there was a part of me, the, probably my mind, right? And the ego part that was saying, hey, keep going. Like you have it good. Don't leave something that isn't toxic or horrible. And yet my spirit and my soul and my intuition was like, no, there's something else out there that you're meant to be doing. That's not this. Like this is good, but there's something even greater. And so I finally relented <laughs> and listened within and, you know, with amazing coaches and therapists and close friends of mine who held that space for me and really held my dream with me and for me. That's where it got me to where I am today. It sounds like you surrounded yourself with people who were going to be in your corner. And I, I, I think that that's amazing because many times, whatever we're trying to do, whether we're going for a, a career field that perhaps our friends and families don't support. Uh, I hear that all the time about people who are going uh, against the grain or to a different path or creating a business. And yeah. there's sometimes it's a bit of negativity. In, in that situation, we know that there's not much that we can control in life. We can control how we respond to what happens to us and how we prepare for what's next. So I, 
I think it's it's awesome that you surrounded yourself with people who were going to be in your corner and provide you that energy, that excessive energy that it really takes to take on something so large. Absolutely. And Kelly, I call those folks in my life my hype crew. Ah. You need a hype crew, especially if you are going after a dream or a goal of yours that not everyone may agree with, right? And so for me, it was super important to talk to other women of color entrepreneurs, to talk to other, you know, other people who have gone through a similar path as, you know, as I could look up to them and see, yes, this is absolutely possible Mm -hmm. to do this. And it's so important to surround yourself with your hype crew, your your inner circle, your board of directors, however you want to name it. Yes. It is absolutely critical. And I've never heard anybody call it a hype crew. And (laughs) I'm over here smiling. I know we're like, what, about a thousand miles away from each other. Uh, At the same time, we, 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 I think anybody listening right now, we're all smiling because a hype crew I mean, just like Chuck D from Public Enemy needed Flavor Flav to be able to to do all the work that he was doing with Public Enemy, that hype person, that hype crew. Guess what what time it is, right? Guess what time it is. It's time to get you a hype crew. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, we've been talking with Annalyn Cruz. We are in cruise control, folks. Annalyn Cruz, and we are about to take a very quick break. In the meantime, grab a snack, come on back, and keep on listening. Thanks for being here. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. 
Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We've been speaking with none other than Annalyn Cruz. And before the break, we were talking about her career, the career beginnings, the things that have given her joy. And Annalyn owns a business called Grounded in Wisdom. And it's so appropriate because we've been learning from her. (laughs) We've been gaining so much wisdom so far. And it got me thinking about the highs and the lows, as we always do uh, on this show, thinking about the journey of our careers. I'd love to ask you, Annalyn, in terms of your most career humbling experience, what was that? And can you share that with our audience today? You know, the first thing that pops into my mind is when I had to do my first big public speaking and training at the company I used to work at. We had a bunch of marketing executives in the room. We were rolling out a new inclusion and belonging training worldwide. And I choked, Kelly. I was so, like, I was so nervous. And up until that point, I had done plenty of workshops, trainings, public speaking, but I was so in my head. I could even feel it in my throat right now. And I was mortified that I couldn't even speak to begin with. And I will tell you a secret that given the topic matter in that moment, I said, you know, I'm a little bit choked up here because we are talking about, you know, issues that really matter in the workplace, right? The sense of belonging, the sense of being seen and visible. And I somehow found my voice in that because it was important for me to name not only what was happening physiologically to me, but two, I think there was definitely some truth to, I'm about to reveal parts of myself to these folks who I've never met before. They're high up in the company and I, I need to just name what's what's happening. And it was a very humbling experience because up until that point, I felt very comfortable Mm. to different audiences. And I composed myself. I, you know, just named it and let it be. And I survived. But I've had moments like that, you know, where I get choked up or my nerves are sort of here. And what I have found personally is to just name it, right? To just name it. I have some butterflies because this is an important topic or I'm about to share some stories with you about my life. And that's, you know, that it just is. There's nothing like that moment where it's almost like a face plant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how it felt. <laughs> and and being a consummate uh, 
klutz and and always <laughs> having issues where I spill something on my outfit or what have you. I mean, we're keeping it real, folks, right now, right here, right now. Uh, those things happen, and I, I I think it's important to name it. Just mm-hmm. name it. I've got butterflies. I feel sick to my stomach. Uh, I don't feel well. I'm nervous. Whatever that mm-hmm. name is, it's so uber important. Agreed. Agreed. And and it was humbling and no one even thought twice about it. I think once no. I started going, it was like people forgot what just happened a few seconds ago. But, you know, sometimes when we're in our heads or we're doubting ourselves or there is such an important issue or topic or challenge that we are presenting back to others and really being seen. I, I want to emphasize that point that there are many moments in my life, whether career or in my personal life, where I don't think I was allowing myself to fully be seen in my own light. Yes. And until I was comfortable to do that within myself, how could I shine a light on others if I wasn't comfortable within, you know? So it's it's a lifelong journey, I would yes. say. And it evolves because... I don't think back in the day that I fully owned that I'm a nerd and <laughs> uh, and that I have a, a lot of useless trivia in my head. Uh, those weren't things that I really embraced back in the yeah. day, but now I, I own it. It's on my LinkedIn page. Like I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know what's so interesting is the stories that I often tell when I get hired for speaking engagements are stories that are tied to how I grew up and some struggles that I had um, throughout my life. And if you would have asked the younger Annalyn, like the 15-year-old, the 20-year-old, et cetera, you know, that 20 plus years later, you would be talking about this stuff that used to bring so much shame or Mm. just embarrassment or, you know, or fear I wouldn't have believed you back in the day, right? And so I try to think about that and I try to give myself and and my younger versions of myself a pat on the back for you showed up, right? Like you have the courage to show up and tell your story because, you know, like Brene Brown says and a lot of other folks out there, we can't live in the fear and the shame, right? Like, there is no fear and shame when we shine a light on our own stories and and what we're meant to tell um, about our experiences, because I truly believe that. And, and, you know, the work that you and I do, Kelly, around the group coaching pieces and really showing up live to these sessions where it's important for me to let the audience and the participants know who I am at just a, a slice of life of I struggle too, right? I'm going to be vulnerable with you all and tell you a story of when I fell flat on my face or when I was really struggling in life because of grief um, all of last year as an example. I'm going to let you know that because that's important for me in order to be my authentic self when I am showing up in spaces where there are audiences and people want to hear that, you know? They do. They absolutely do want to know that. One of the things that I find important is letting go of perfectionism. And so when I saw that that was a mantra for you and how you approach your clients, 
it got yeah. me wondering, at what point in your life did you let go of the perfectionism? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that is a good question because I think it's a daily practice, to mm-hmm. be completely honest with you. Um, but I would say probably within the past five years, you know, okay. 40, I'm 45. So when I hit my 40s, that really became a big, uh, I don't know, stepping stone for me, or maybe the light came through uh, a lot brighter in terms of, I don't want to live in the shadow of my own fear and self-doubt. I was noticing more of my own experience of, yeah, how do I feel in this moment when I don't say what's on my heart and mind, right? Like, how do I um, let go of the good girl or the perfect student that used to get A's in order to um, get her parents' approval, right? I started thinking back on these roles when I was younger that I took on in order to be um, accepted or what yes. in my mind, right? That, that's what it meant to be successful. So when I, I think when I started chipping away at that and started recognizing, you know what, Annalyn, you're going to define success differently this time. Like once you hit your 40s, you're going to figure out what is success for me versus what it looks like on LinkedIn, what it looks like to my family, what it looks like to my friends. I'm like, whew, I'm going to figure out what this means to me. And so once I was able to figure out sort of my own guidelines for what that meant, um, how to be successful in my life, not just in my career, that's when the perfectionism started to kind of chip away because I wasn't striving for perfect in someone else's eyes. I was just right. striving for, you know, what felt right to me. Is that what inspired Grounded in Wisdom? Yeah, that was a big part of it. And, you know, it's funny. I just found a post-it the other day. I was cleaning out my office and I'm yeah. literally looking at it right now. It said, focus on your dream, hashtag Grounded in Wisdom. Yeah. And this was maybe four years ago, five years ago that I just wrote this as I was (laughs) sitting at my desk. And I thought to myself, at some point, you're going to you're going to do this at some point. Like, don't let go of this focus on the dream. And yeah, that's, you know, the the idea of tapping into one's own inner wisdom to be grounded in that like my logo is with this beautiful rooted tree and i was also thinking about you know how we're rooted from our ancestors who yes. didn't have the opportunities that we have today to continue to to learn and develop ourselves and be the best humans we can like i was thinking about all of that in coming up with my company name and that was really important to understand that there's the wisdom within and there's also the wisdom that has been growing within us through our ancestors, through our communities. And it still resonates for me to this day. And you hit on so many points just now. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about uh, similarly uh, in terms of 
being a person of color, being a woman, and, and all of the things that we have as identities that make us different. And sometimes that doesn't create a sense of belonging because of whatever space that we're in. Could you talk a little bit about that experience in terms of being a daughter of immigrants and all the things that you experienced throughout your career to be able to land now in a place of belonging? Yeah, you know, as you mentioned, my my parents are immigrants from the Philippines, and I was thinking about this where generationally they came from a time period and a country that didn't have the majors or the types of work that right. I that I had or it did, right? I was a sociology and an Asian American studies major. One of the biggest uh arguments I had with my dad back in college was him saying, what the hell are you doing with your life and your career? What is Asian American studies? What is sociology? Oh my God. I'm, you know, he was panicking about what type of job I would get from majoring in something like that. And it was, it was a battle, right? It was a battle in terms of educating both my parents and I still do this to this day because I don't completely think they still know what I do for work or as a career I've just accepted that um to know that I'm going to forge my own path forward right and that is it that wasn't a part of my family structure both my parents had very quote unquote steady jobs they worked for the same companies or educational system. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a civil engineer. So they they stayed at the same place for 40 plus years, right? And so for me to kind of break away from that, to open up my own business, to go into a field where I'm coaching people and facilitating leadership workshops, they, they still don't understand that, right? And For me, it was important to, again, I think, come to the acceptance that they are from a different generation. They are from a different mindset around what it means to be successful and steady in one's career path, because all that they knew was that stability aspect of it. Yes. And I really started to think about, you know, some of the fears that I had when stepping out on my own and opening up my own business was, okay, is this my voice or is this my dad's voice as an example Mm. of what's coming through in terms of the inner critic or in terms of the saboteur messages that I was um, hearing? And I know where that fear came from, from my dad. So I don't want to, you know blame him for what he felt at the time, but it was also up to me to recognize, are those messages or are his fears serving me and what I want to do, right? So it's almost like flying the coop in many different ways. Even though I moved out when I was 18, there were still messages that I had to untangle from and also recognize within myself of you know, how can I find my own path forward while still respecting and recognizing the culture that I have come from and knowing when to, you know, find my own way in that. That's a beautiful message because all of the things that 
you went through and continue to go through, they're all lessons. And as I think as coaches, that's what we typically will ask our clients. We, we will laser focus in on, and what did you learn? Because mm-hmm. it's none of it is happenstance. Every single thing is helping you build to much greater things. And, and now I, knowing your experience and what you've been through, I can now see why that hype crew was even more essential. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And oftentimes it was with other women of color who had similar, yes, you know, similar experiences of, I know what it's like to kind of break away from the norm, right? I know what it's like to have that fear and be in a scarcity mindset when it comes to having different choices in life. But for me, I think what grounded me in my own wisdom was that piece around my ancestors, that piece around, you know, my parents perhaps didn't have the opportunity to explore other passions or other parts of their lives that, you know, they maybe, yeah, just didn't have exposure to or had the privilege to. So for me, going after what I really want in this lifetime is an homage to my ancestors. It is like, it's paying homage to my parents because they gave me the opportunity to explore and to, and to forge my own path. And it's a both and, and I'm, I'm very grateful and I feel very privileged to sit where I do today. And like you, both my parents, uh, same thing, you know, they did the, they did that, that steady, same work for a lot of years. My mom also was a teacher for 40 years. Uh, and so similarly, I had some of those same things when I went into broadcasting, she was like, what is this? <laughs> right. and it's all good because I, I understand that to your point, uh, both of my parents uh, came from very humble beginnings and both actually put themselves through school uh, mm-hmm. and were the first to go to college in their families. So I, I one of the things I, I have in my closet is a T-shirt, and I love message tees, by the way. And one of the shirts has, in big black letters, it says, Dear Ancestors, I Understand the Assignment. And every time I wear that shirt, I have so much pride because I think about, oh my gosh, some of the things that my ancestors, like generations before my parents and the trials and the tribulations that they must have gone through. I can't even fathom, can't even fathom. I mean, we know the history. And so knowing all those things, it's a a physical reminder that, no, I, I get it. I know what I have to do. I love that. Yeah. I understand the assignment. Mm-hmm. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Yep. Snaps all around. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been speaking with Annalyn Cruz. We are about to take our last break in the show. Grab a sip of water or whatever winter beverage floats your boat. Come on back because we'll be right here. Thanks for listening. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When there is a war on talent, 
you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. And that's a lovely, lovely reminder that you design the show. So if there's a topic that you would love for me to tackle, like last week when we spoke about mentorship, that came by popular demand. Just let us know. You can always call in and you can also write me at yes at kellycoach.com. That's Y-E-S at K-E-L-L-I-C-O-A-C-H dot com. Now, we're still talking with Annalyn Cruz. uh, And one of the things that I thought would be super important is to really dive, dive headfirst right into her perspective of owning a business and coaching. So, Annalyn, I'd love to ask you, What is the hardest thing about owning a business and being a life coach? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, I think some of the hardest things that I learned along the way, and again, I want to preface this with, and that's why it's important to have a hype crew, was just figuring out the different steps of what it means to run a business and sort of the administrative operational side. But mm-hmm. I will tell you the the bigger thing beyond that was finding my own voice and brand that felt authentic to who I was. Like how was yes. I representing myself on my website in speaking engagements that I do, um, the connections that I'm making. And 
that was, I think, a learning process that I'm still figuring out, you know, of, yeah, what what is my brand and how do I serve the sole clients that I that I meant to serve? Right. So how am I representing myself in a way to help call those folks in so that I am meant to help and coach and serve them um, in the best way that I can and be a clear vessel in terms of my coaching so that I am 100 percent present with them and that I am helping to champion what their dreams are versus what I think it needs to be, you know. That can be difficult, especially when you're trying to really remain focused in that that third level of listening, uh, mm-hmm. listening for understanding and not telling them what we want them to do, because that, that would be directing. And honestly, that would be mentorship and not really coaching. That's so right. it is it is super important to really focus in you know, get grounded, get grounded in the wisdom <laughs> of it all. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Kelly, can I tell a quick story around Please. this? Please. Just came up last week with my own coach, which I believe every coach should have their own coach. Spot on. And my coach is phenomenal. She's amazing. She's been with me throughout all of these highs and lows of my career. And I will say, Yannicka, if you're listening, I, I, you are my inspiration. So Aww. one of the things that I talked to her about was I have this amazing, beautiful client who has such um, a huge dream that I know she's going to get after. Like I have no doubt in my mind her path to success. And, you know, and I was like, ugh. But I feel like there are moments that maybe I need to be a better coach because there's a lot of fear coming up and she's not really making as much progress as we said she was going to. And, you know, and it's because I was wanting it so much for her, right? Like I was just holding her sacred dream so close to me. And the aha moment that I had with my coach was, oh, dang, she's my client is going through exactly what I was going through when I wanted to leave my corporate (laughs) job. Like, and I said, oh, this is what you were going through as my coach when I was trying to leave. And you, and she's like, oh, I knew that within the first five minutes of talking to you that this was going to be your path, but I had to be patient in your journey, right? Like Mm -hmm. I had to know that this is not mine to tell you how to do this. I'm here to hold space and guide you to the next step that makes sense for you and where you're at. And I just was, it was one of those moments I'm like, yes, I need to, I need to let go of what I think I should be doing as a coach and just be present to what my client is facing in this moment. And once I had that aha, we just talked yesterday we had one yes. of the greatest coaching sessions uh-huh. so far, right? <laughs> yep, yep. The best, the best, the best coaches get coached. I, I've been saying that for years, and it's so true because we have to have that constant learning, that constant growing, and it creates such a lovely level of vulnerability and empathy when you yes. yourself are being coached. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it it was, again, speaking of humbling moments and sort of ahas for myself, I'm like, 
Yeah. Ah, <laughs> that's what's happening here. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Let me slow my roll. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Annalyn, is the legacy that you want to leave with your clients? Mm, that they were just so powerful beyond what they currently believe. And that, of course, they're deserving of every dream and every possible way to shift their life to be aligned and center with what they want and what they are trying to go after. And that you can continue to move forward in truly living your best life right? Of what that means for you. And so that's one of the things that I want to be known for is someone who could truly hold sacred space for someone. Um, Because perhaps I'm the first person that they're telling this dream to. And I take that very seriously. And I, I hold that in such high regard for the work that I'm called to do, which is coaching, right? I I truly believe that coaches can be that that sort of impetus, right? To yes. have someone really step into their own power and knowing within themselves that they could absolutely be everything that they want and and they could you know, go after every dream that they absolutely envision themselves for. They just sometimes have to get out of their own way in order to do it. Spot on. Absolutely. And speaking of dreams, speaking of dreams, Mm -hmm. I want to laser focus in on one of your dreams. Could you tell our audience about your upcoming memoir? Yes. So this has been a dream of mine for many, many years. And I don't know what it's going to be entitled or anything like that, but I do want to write and perhaps speak and have speaking engagements around a memoir of my own life leadership lessons. Yes. That's also intermixed with poetry that I've written over the years. Um, It is it has taken a long time for me to say, I am a writer, I am a poet, I am a storyteller, and to really own what that means to me. So thank you for asking me about that, because I truly believe that when we speak things into existence, then the energy, right, keeps moving along. And you know, I have really been honing in on having a regular writing practice looking back at other things, at other, you know, stories or poems that I've written and sort of mining for those life moments, especially what I call rubble moments, right? When the world felt like it was crashing down around me and things just sort of blew up. And how did I get myself into my own light out of that experience? I think that's what I want to focus in on and really share parts of my heart and my truth with different audiences so that they could see themselves, you know, hopefully in my stories and recognize that, yeah, there's absolutely a way into the light and there's a way out of those moments that feel like our world is completely destroyed. And 
you know, I, I've been writing poetry since I was about 12 years old. Uh, oh, wow. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I found an old notebook from my middle school days and it's been something that has helped me heal. It's a healing practice for me. It's an yes. empowerment practice for me. So I think I need to step out of my own way and really start putting that out there more publicly. So that that's what the idea is. And that's what the dream <laughs> is. Well, it sounds like you've created your own CTA, call to action. Right. Absolutely. And so my last question to you is, you know, especially around your uh, moving forward, what do you think the call to action to our listeners should be? Ooh, yeah. What is the call to action? So I would say, if I know, not just if, you have a dream within yourself of a part or a sliver of your life that you want different or changed, or, you know, you want to feel a different way about some part of your life. Maybe it's several parts or several dimensions. And what I want to say is that you absolutely deserve and have the right and have everything within you, along with your hype crew to help support this, to go after it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let the fear get in the way. I know it's easier said than done and it's a process, but what I want for folks to kind of walk away from is that, yes, this is possible and I do have it within me to, to really pursue what it is that I want in this lifetime because Kelly, life is so precious. That is something I've it learned is. over and over again and it's a continual reminder from the universe to me about there are there are things that we need to pursue because our soul, our spirit, our ancestors are calling us in to to do that. And you know, I I truly believe that we have all the grounded in wisdom within ourselves to make it happen. Beautifully said. Beautifully said indeed. How can clients reach out to you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Grounded in Wisdom. They can um, hit me up on LinkedIn under Annalyn Cruz. And if you want to listen to my podcast, it's Grounded in Wisdom. You can find me on Spotify. That I'd love to hear from your audience. So that, excited! That would be that. amazing. Grounded in Wisdom. All the things on Insta. You can check out her podcast. Annalyn, thank you so so much for joining us today. It's been illuminating. It, it promised to be engaging and that's exactly what it was. So I want to just share those flowers with you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. It's been an honor and a privilege to be here. That was so fun. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent indeed. So next episode, next week, we're going to continue to celebrate the month of February. We're going to be focusing on Black excellence at work. And in the meantime, you know, I always say it and I mean it. I say it every single time and I mean it. Protect your peace. Protect it at all costs. And don't forget, we're always checking our batteries on our phones. When's the last time that you checked your own life battery? So check that out. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. And until next time, see ya.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, have a beautiful week. <laughs>